Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. I am honored to interview PMH Atwater again today. This will actually be a three-part series about the new children that are coming into this earth and what they're bringing in with them, including challenges and joys and messages and wisdom for all of us to learn about and how we can navigate navigate these, these beautiful gifts. So I hope you can listen to all three. Thank you. Today, I have PMH Atwater on the show again. I just I just smile the whole time I ever interview PMH because she's just so full of energy and delight. And I um, it's just it just makes my day. So PMH is an international authority on near-death experiences. A survivor of three near-death episodes herself. She has completed 44 years of research on the subject and has written 18 books, including her most recent book, The Forever Angels, Near-Death Experiences in Childhood and Their Lifelong Impact. With that said, PMH has a new book coming up about her life, which will be her 19th book. So we're, we're all looking forward to that. In her quest for knowledge, she has interviewed nearly 5,000 people, including young children who have had such experiences and, who, who, and adults who have lived their lives after NDEs. Her immersion in the topic is a letter to the firm belief that the near-death experience is not an anomaly, but a part of a consciousness transformation or brain shift. In the 80s, PMH, turned from this path to briefly to find out why regular children, everyday children, seem to manifest the same or similar after effects of a near-death experience. This project opened her eyes to something quite remarkable, the human race evolving. The children of today, most of them are quite different from any other generation in US history, or I think the world. In this interview, you'll learn about how the coming new world will be tailored specifically for the new kids who will lead the way in the great shift from old world to new. Welcome back to the program, PMH. It's always good to be here. (laughs) It's always a delight, always an honor. And PMH and I, we just um, found that our panel that deals with using our NDEs to help quote, not normal children, children who have not had NDEs, um, our wisdom, wisdom can really help them in healing and comfort. So we are going to be at the IONS International Conference in September virtually, but you'll be hearing a lot more about that. So today we're talking about PMH's book, Children of the Fifth World. And I'd like to make a 
a read a quote from the book, then I will I will let you talk, PMH. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. In the past 30 years, we have seen a quantum leap in the intuitive, creative, and abstract thinking abilities of children, as well as an unprecedented rise in incidences of dyslexia and the autism spectrum disorders. As PMH explains, we are witnessing evolution at work. These are the new kids and signal the widespread emergence of the fifth root race and fortuitously coincide with our transition into the fifth world. And, you know, we, we're all seeing this, these kids that are coming in, it's just you know, amazing. And of course, there are good and not so good characteristics. But before we just jump right into that, can you just briefly um, talk about the the root races? Well, um, we're going into esoterics here, we're going into um, legend and story. Um, so when we go back through uh, those kinds of, of legends and stories, um, even Edgar Casey, we, we get the sense of the idea that when, the, when um, beings begin to filter in and become a part of the planet Earth, they came in as thought forms a little bit later. They... Um, they took on human bodies and there's a progression. And, it, and right. what fascinates me is it doesn't seem to matter what lineage or what tra tradition you study, they all talk about this progression. And now where we are now, uh, the culmination of the Fit Ruth race, and by the, by the way, that's gonna take a while. It doesn't just happen in a couple of years. It's gonna take, in numerous decades, uh, but uh, but but the idea of the fifth root race all coming together now and and lifting together means that all parts of the planet are finally coming together. They have not before, so so we we have an opportunity now for people in Iran, for people in Egypt, for people in Wyoming, for people in you know, um, in Norway, anywhere and everywhere on the planet to finally begin to come in with that wave of thought or ideas or feeling and, and decide or, or agree that, that, we're, that we're, we're going to... Um, we're going to build a better planet. We're going to build a better race. We're going to be a better people. And, right. and that's what the fifth root race is all about. It, it's all about bringing together all the different forms of communication, all the different peoples on the planet, all the different lineages, and coming together at least to the point where we can talk to each other, at least to, to the point where we can accomplish things together. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, just read the news and you're finding out what are we doing? We're fighting, we're yelling, we're screaming, we're blowing up buildings instead. But if you look at the if you look at the younger ones, they're looking at the um, their moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and saying, wait a minute, if you blow up 
that apartment building, um, how are we going to replace that? Um, how are we going to make significant changes if you're busy fighting all the time? So hopefully this new voice, this younger voice will step forward and say, hey, I have another idea. Maybe there's a better way. So this is what we're getting now. We're getting languaging, we're getting thoughts, we're getting ideas. We're, uh, we're getting this energy that's going to move forward and say, it's time now to replace that bridge. We've been waiting all this time. It's time now to actually do it. Um, it's time now to really make a difference in this world. And, and you know, interesting to me is this idea of COVID and this, this bacterial infection and, 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 or, or COVID infection. Infection is all over everywhere. And what are we learning? We're learning how to cooperate. Yes. We're learning how to get along with people. And that's exactly what the fifth root race is all about. Isn't that interesting? We're getting so, this huge climate of COVID at the very time that the fifth root race is saying, let's get along with each other. Right. It's so beautiful. And you can just see these kids coming in and just saying to us, our generations, you know, you're not doing, you know, it's what you're doing is not working and we're going to do it differently, you know, and exactly. I just, that's exactly what that. they're doing. So who are these new kids? Can you tell us a little bit about, about their characteristics or how they're, well, you know, let's look at the plus and minuses. I think yes. the easiest way to do it. Let's look on the plus side. Um, they're intelligent, even if they're flunking in school. They are about one third are geniuses, even if labeled learning disabled. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to, if you'll pardon me, I'm going to take my glasses off. I'm going to set them over here. And I'm going to say they're music oriented. They're very rhythmic. They are usually creative, spiritual, spiritual minded. They're intuitive. They're psychic. Many remember past lives. They're excellent in math. In math. Don't let their report cards from school fool you. These kids are good in math. They are, they are natural born healers. They're ready to go entrepreneurs. They're irreverent and they're quirky and they have very unique beliefs. They're visionary problem solvers. They're very knowing. They're volunteer-minded. They're, they're groupies. They move as if part of a collective. Um, they abstract at very young ages. Um, there's a fusion of sexes and gender mixing. That's one of the things they're here to do is mix up the genders. And boy, are they ever doing it. They're multi-sensory, uh, multi-channelers who live in a multiverse. Um, but, you know, if you look at the, at the negative side or the minus side, they're very impulsive and, and, and impatient. You know, you can call them the quick-click kids. They feel entitled, even uh, overconfident. They're the ultimate consumer. There's an underlying anger, little tolerance for lies or manipulation, 
They prefer the astral or synthetic worlds. They're, uh, they're highly sensitive to drugs, snack foods, metals, highly sensitive to toxic, incoherent electronic energy. And, and you know, that, hey, that's where they hang out the most is in right. toxic, incoherent electronic energy. But they're highly sensitive to that and it can tip them. They do not assimilate nutrition well. They have no concept of authority. I mean, none. Uh, they appear wiser than they are. Self-deception is an issue. Um, they're sensitive to trickster energy. You know, so uh, any, the latest con or the, or the latest gimmick, that they're really susceptible to that because they expect things to come to them. They do not recognize boundaries, even that of skin. Clothes are more important than language. But you know, <laughs> the, the, the one thing that really gets me is their greatest fear. Their greatest fear is silence. Wow. It's silence. We gotta get these kids outside. Yes. We gotta get them in forests. We've got to give them where the silence is king. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know you talk about also we need to really encourage to help these kids um, encourage their natural intuition and psychic abilities and, and those sorts of things. Can you talk about that a little bit, the importance of that? And I know you always talk about visualization, how important that is to help them Give them some inner strength. Oh, and when uh, when we're talking about the mindfulness, you know, in those schools that use mindfulness as part of their training in the school, but let's mm. say even just 50, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, um, that's, that's all they do. You know, you know, the kids just sit silently in their chair 15 minutes doesn't matter what they're doing just silent 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes in the afternoon grades rose on the positive side over 80 percent wow just silence you know that's it silence ah isn't it interesting that it goes back to we kind of talking about the, the root races and how it is the, you know, um, evolutionary cycles through which humanity evolves that you go back to indigenous cultures and the old days, if you will. And there was so much more of that. Everything you just said, really the positive, you know, characteristics, so much of that into the community. And as you mentioned, or as you talk about in your book, is that so many of those characteristics are the same as what people have when they, after they experience a near-death experience. Oh yeah. Yeah, can you talk about that? You know, you know that's why I ever did, did the research to begin with, Marla. Right. Because I'm looking at these characteristics of people, teenagers, tweens, younger ones who go through a near-death experience. But especially the younger ones and the younger, um, especially kids in grade school and such. And, and what I'm seeing uh, 
it, 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 what I'm seeing is any kid, every kid, everywhere on the world, but especially in the United States, Canada, and Europe, but any kid anywhere that are being born now, regular way, normal kids, everyday kids, they're flashing or living or showing us these same characteristics or similar to a child who's gone through a near-death experience. And I'm saying, now, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Something is going on. And that's where we get, go back to the root races. That's where we go back to the fifth root race. Because if we, if we really look at the fifth root race, um we're talking fives here uh, the fifth world is where polarities shift the fifth root race is uh, the color blue and we see much more of blue the fifth element is ether the fifth chakra is is is, is willpower the fifth brain is the heart the the fifth brainwave frequency is the gamma rays that that's that's 25 60 hertz you know you know these faster gamma rays we're talking the fifth ray which is venus and mercy we're talking the fifth communication way which is personal community these kids started at about the same year as the personal computers came on market so i mean you talk about a coincidence um, and the five senses shift to higher modes, five types of intelligence. Five is the number of, of, of mankind. Five, just the number represents change and progress. We're in the generation of shift. Yes. Wow. It's so, it always, so many times it just goes back to math, you know, and we'll talk about the thirds here in a few minutes, but, but you know, what you just I I've never heard it explained that way. All the fifths. That's that's so fascinating. Yes, you've got to look at patterns, and this is what I do. I see patterns. Right, and it, right. It's just and another pattern that absolutely thrills me, but scares everybody else. <laughs> it's the idea of imagination and imaginal. You know, we, we understand imagination. And, 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 you know, we've always throughout time had great imagination and it seems to be getting bigger and greater. And then we have, we have the imaginal worlds. And before, before I talk about the imaginal worlds, I wanna give you a, a quick example of of how well it's kind of it's part of the imaginal world i i was i was in a shopping center and there was a woman next to me and her young boy oh maybe sixth grader fifth um no he was younger than that uh six years old uh i'd say six or seven years old and way down the hall uh was uh, was parents walking with their boy I, I guess about the same age. And this one over here next to me yells at the other woman, uh, other kid, calls him by name, runs over to him. He, he recognizes the boy, calls him by name. They grab each other 
and are starting to talk about night school and the assignment they got in night school. My dear, these two parents never heard of each other. I mean, the, the woman next to me was local. The, the other parents were tourists passing through. The, these, these boys could not have known each other's name. And, and they're grabbing and hugging and talking about night school. And the assignment they got last night at their night school. And I'm going, wait a minute here. Oops. We're talking imaginal world. An imaginal world is a pre-existent reality. Um, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien in his, in his stories about Middle Earth talked about the imaginal worlds. He, he, um, he always said he never made up Middle Earth, never did. He was, um, I, I read his letters and he talked about, um, he was like a reporter because his son was very sick and then, you know, he had, had to be up all night with his son or most of the night. And, and he, would, he would go into these imaginal worlds. He would see them and he would enter them. And that's where he got the Middle Earth. He saw Middle Earth in the imaginal realm. He literally entered it. Um, and I know exactly what that is because I've done that myself with a friend of mine on a mesa in Southern Idaho uh, and, and around midnight, but we won't go into that. But, but <laughs> it's the idea that these kids click into worlds that already exist in different planes, in different parts of our incredible universe. Uh, we get into this in shamanism, shamans teach yes. how to work in imaginal worlds. That's what they're doing. And they're very familiar with these imaginal worlds and they'll flip in and out all the time. The, uh, I find that I'm, I, I'm studying shamanism and um, you're talking about journeying, you know, to the upper world, the middle world, the lower world. And it is just, it, it's just been amazing to me, the knowledge and the wisdom you gather when you do this journey. It's like these downloads that are so coming from imaginal world, you know, of wisdom that are so, it's changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's two little boys in the shopping. Right, shopping. right. Fascinating. Well, I also love when you talk about talking about the fifth chakra um, and you talk about the heart and how it's been shown that the heart has neurocells and the heart feels and knows before our mind does. And just to wrap your head around that and to the importance of validating our children's feelings and we just kind of have messed it up like we've talked about already but how can we how can we make the changes so we can help these kids grow in the positive aspects of these new things that they're bringing into the world hey uh, parents don't be shocked or upset 
with their kids using their psychic or intuitive or imaginal worlds type of abilities, take it in stride as normal and natural. Um, do not be upset by their ability to occasionally know the future. Be again, objective and detached. Maintain central, maintain control and discipline through cleverness, not punishment. Bargain, negotiate, compromise. Keep them busy with chores, no payment. With projects, crafts, trips, volunteerism, um, senior citizen centers, gardens, care for animals, cookies molded by hand. They love that. Um, give an allowance of 40% goes into savings. 40% goes whatever they desire. And 10% goes into a savings account. Well, no, 40% goes for savings. 40% goes for, oh yeah. And, and, the, and the 10% is always a spiritual uh, gift. So it either goes to their church or it goes to um, maybe some kind of group that's feeding the needy. Right. So always they keep 40%. That's for their them. 40% goes in a savings account and 10% always goes to the spiritual or for God. Um, uh, privacy is earned. So they, they need to learn about that. Teach them ethics. Teach them how to question. Teach them anger management. The earlier, the better. Encourage entrepreneurship. We've got kids now, six, seven, nine years old that are multimillionaires already just um, doing things off the internet. Right. You know, they they're just, I mean, it's just blows your mind what kids can do now. And also a lot of that is things that are helping the world. Can you give us an example of that? I know that you've talked about the, the Muslim girl. Oh, that... Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about her. Uh, she's 19 years old. And all on her own, she invented a new cheaper and virtually fuelless uh, propulsion method, which can harness quantum physics and so-called zero point energy energy to replace the familiar chemical explosion and radioactive technology of conventional rocketry. <laughs> I mean, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it she's from Egypt. You know, that, that that's, and she's Muslim. She's Muslim I mean, and she's a girl. Yes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, I, I'd like to read another little quote from your boat, or I'll say a big quote. Um, 
Evolution's nod is stacking the deck, forcing us to find ways of living beyond the struggle and crush of polarities. Our children, in league with the situation at hand, are arriving with their DNA encoded as if mirrors reflecting back to us every nuance of feelings and relationship imaginable, every aspect of business, culture, politics, religion, entertainment, invention, so we don't miss a single thing. The end of things we are now witnessing. The ultimate battle between good and evil is an awakening, awakening to what we see in the mirrors our children provide. We have come to this, a chance to start over, to repair and rewrite history. That's exactly what we're doing now. Yeah. I, I mean, look at the world. On every level, that's exactly what we are doing now. Right. And our children are leading us, believe it or not. Um, let's, let, let's look at the rule of thirds. One third of the, of, of the kids coming in now have both gene mutations to build a better brain. One third have, have, have that. One third in standard IQ tests score genius. So we've got a better brain, at least having one of the gene mutations many times two of them. We have a lot of them now, one third of them, that in standard IQ tests are testing out genius. And we have one third that are either autistic or, um, you know, they have some kind of, uh, problems with their body, their brain. But yet, if we use the Ravens test on these kids instead of the standard IQ test, which is a Wessler test, if we use the Ravens test instead with these autistic kids, we, we have it's like 70% are coming out as geniuses. Mm -hmm. But but it's a different, you see, it's a different kind. Right. It's not, it doesn't fit into that box that they, we've they don't fit in boxes. Right. And we've got so many kids now coming in, either with autism or dyslexia. Most of the um most most of those with dyslexia are female. Most of those with autism are male, the majority. And I find that so interesting. It's, it's why are the boys having most of the autism, not all of it, but most of it? Why are the girls having most of the dyslexia, but not all of it? You know, it, it makes me really think about that. Um, and, and, and the book, I, I know it's an old book now, but get it anyway if you can, Kids Beyond Limits. It's by Annette Benel, B-A-N-I-E-L. She shows you how to deal with this, um, how to work with these kids in a way that really either 
heals, restores, or uh, transforms these abilities in a really good way. Um, we have, have so many of these kids that are drugged. I mean, they're drugged in, in school, uh, all kinds of different drugs because, you know, they're hard to handle, they're ADD or ADHD. Get the book Dosed, the, the medication generation grows up. And what we're finding with these kids who had too much of those kind of drugs too young, they don't know what real love is. Oh. They grow up into adulthood and they're not able to give and receive love like you and I can. Right. And that's just like, oh, that's a shocker. So because the, the drugs kind of numb them, is that? Well, it, it changes that process in the brain right. and, and, and in the body. Yeah. But, you know, when we're talking thirds, one third have no sense of living a full life. And they're not upset by that. They're perfectly fine. I'll just live as long as I can live. Big deal. Uh, it's like they know something, you know? There's not that fear of, of death like our generation. Two-thirds have no intention of ever marrying or having kids. And look at the stats now. The United States has the lowest birth rate we've ever had for umpteen decades. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like one third are profoundly gifted. One third are quite intelligent and intuitive and creative. And one third are either too violent to handle or, you know, they're just coming. They're amoral. Mm. And, and so we've got these thirds coming. You've got to look at this. You've got to look right. at the pattern. Why are we having this pattern? Right. And 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 you know, when you back up and look at that, and I do, the visions of thirds and triangles strengthen construction materials design. It's a holy trinity. The third spiritual law, which is karma. Uh, the third spiritual tradition, which is a golden rule. The third uh, is a preference for harmony, balance, and beauty. Um, if you look at all these thirds and you think to yourself, wow, what's going on here? I can't help but think, yes. We've got another intelligence in charge. We've yes. got a whole different cycle that is, 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 you know, it's outplaying before our very eyes. And I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. There is a reason for all of this. There is a balance for all of this. And it's good. It's going to lead to good. Well, I love it when you say it. It tells me that maybe really God's plan, something greater. I'm sorry, I 
that we are a great plan. Certainly we are on time, another hand at work in this world today. We are in order. Just to, to well, trust it's, that. It's the rule of thirds. If you look yeah. at the rule of thirds, that's the third way. You know, the first way is, is to play an ostrich and pretend not to see things. The second way is to label everything an enemy or, or a devil and attack. The third way, though, is to confront situations, search for truth behind appearance, and then take steps for constructive solution. The first way creates victims. The second way creates victors. And the third way is committed to growth and learning. That's how we learn. That's the golden meal. mean. That's the rule of thirds. And that's exactly what's happening big time in the world today. I don't care what your belief system is. I don't care where you are on the spectrum. It's, it's, it's the third way is moving our beautiful, wonderful, humankind into saying and st and stopping and saying ah there's another way to live we can't live this way there's another way to live right and with these autistic kids and some of the others that are um coming in with these i like to call them gifts actually they um i've talked to a few and interviewed a few people and they're coming in on such, it sounds like all the new kids are, all of them are, but just a higher frequency and that they are so intuitive. And I suggest um, Bill Stillman's book. I, you know, oh, Bill. From oh, yeah. 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 God, God. I recommend in that. anything by him. Yes. Autism and the God connection. It's just an amazing book. And I've actually interviewed him a few times so you can go back and well, PMH, we need to wrap it up here, but um, what would you, what would you, well, I think you just did. <laughs> that was so eloquent what you just said, but what would you shout to the world about these children and what we can do in our generation to, what would you like to shout to the world? One of the things I'd like to shout to the world is no matter how intelligent and talented and wonderful these children are, they lack practicality. Mm. And what's tripping them is what's on the internet. Um, the internet that really concerns me with the new kids. That's why I'm saying, get them outside. Get them out, teach them how to grow things. Teach them how to walk in forests. Teach them how to make cookies. Teach them how to, to clean a floor. Teach them, and this idea, idea of, of any money they earn, any money they earn, 40% goes in the bank, 
48%, they can keep and use and do every, anything they want to. And 10% goes back to God or some kind of spiritual fund or activity. And, and, and please, I know this is old fashioned and stupid, but please, when you're shopping, get the change in coins and put it in the kid's hand so they can feel money. Right. Not digits on a computer, feel money. Kids need to learn how to feel. Um, they're losing that. Yeah. And bake cookies and molded cookies and, and teach the kids how to feel. Anything you can do to help today's kids save, feel, and share. And isn't it interesting when we do that for them, I venture to say that it helps us probably even more so than them helps us to remember to help us helps us to get in nature and make cookies and slow down and feel because it's such a you know something that our generation certainly is is losing also so it's just a big you know circle back to that you gotta get back to that yeah well pmh thank you so much just been a delight as it as it always is. And if people want to find you, um, how would they do that? www.pmhatwater.com. Please sign up for my monthly free monthly newsletter. But 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 it's only for the curious. <laughs> Correct. Or if you're curious, you'll enjoy my newsletters. Yes. If you're not, hey, you may you may think them kind of you know, strange. <laughs> curious though. You got to be curious. You're right. Not, not, don't think strange. Just be curious, you know, just be curious. And just a quick, a little side note, um, your children's books, those listeners who are out there that have young children. It's the animal lights series. You can only get them on amazon.com. There are six of them. Um, they're, 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 they're various animals, and the idea is these animals come coming from light into their mommy's womb, and um, various things happening sometimes a miscarriage, the various things happen, and and then and then, then they're born, uh, and um. The idea behind these books, because it, it, they're delightful. It, um, a prize-winning artist drew all the pictures of all these little animals, and the little hedgehogs and skunks and all these animals. <laughs> um, the idea is to help parents sit down with their kid, any kid, their kids, normal kids, and, and say, oh, did anything like this ever happen to you? Right. Like Lizzie Betty Wiggles, who could remember before they were born? Right. Ooh, 
tell me about it. It gives parents, it's the only books on the planet that yeah. gives, gives parents uh, something that they can sit down with their kids and kind of explore what their children remember. Right. Yeah, that's so beautiful, so needed. And there's so many children, I think more, many more than not, that do talk about these things, you know, about choosing parents. I think of Wayne Dyer's book, um, Memories of Heaven, and about past lives, and about meeting relatives in heaven before they come. And, oh, the stories are just, as a matter of fact, I'm gathering those stories for, for a book. But thank you for that, because they're they're absolutely wonderful, those children's books. And we'll definitely be talking about those at the IONS conference. So, well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Always do. Um, you take good care of yourself. And I love you. I love you too. And I'm chapter 17 of my next book. Per, how many chapters is it going to be? Oh, maybe 20. <laughs> great, great. I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> you have a good rest of the day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.